in my sales role, it was always, you know, do more, be more, earn more, do what they're doing, act like them. And that mentality was something that we were always being told. So it still takes a lot of practice every single day to remind myself that sometimes it's okay just to be right here, right now, and that I don't have to be seeking something better all the time. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. Today, we wanted to revisit some of the mantras that we talked about with Dr. Angel Montfort in episode 84. If you haven't listened to that one, go back to it because it was so good. These mantras that she shared, Abby and I have learned how to use them over the past couple years and especially in the past couple months since that episode. So we thought if we gave you guys real life examples of how we use them, that you might be better able to implement them into your life. It's really awesome because while we were talking about motherhood at the time, I've really learned that I could use this, you know, in work, in relationships, in so many other parts of my life. And there are a lot of mantras that we can tell ourselves, but the four we're going to cover today are, this is hard because it's hard. I know better now so I can make a better future decision. I am enough and I am worthy of compassion. So when we think about that first one, this is hard because it's hard. The first thing that pops into my mind as somebody who has been a consultant in my past life is when I think of this mantra, I think about the ways that I can solve the issue. Like, what can I do to fix this? I like the idea of having an answer for things in life so that I can make the changes, I can make the tweaks, I can figure out the solution, I can pull out my tool belt, so to say, and make the issue no longer an issue with what I have in my own personal life and what I have as a skill set. But sometimes things can't be fixed. And I'm still working on this one. Like this is one that, yes, the last couple of years I've gotten better at, the last couple of months even better at, but it's still something that I have to remind myself often. Yeah. And you and I talk about it. Sometimes Abby still will feel like there's a simple solution or she'll be like, I think she's going to feel better after she takes this break. And I'm like, I don't think it's that easy. I think that at times things are hard because they really are hard. And what we have tricked ourselves into thinking is that there's always a hack. Like there's always something Mm -hmm. you can simplify, you can delegate, you can do this. Like, yes, those things are great. And there are just going to be hard seasons of life. We've both gone through them, especially in motherhood. I remember last September, I was so overwhelmed with the ages that my children were And then the lack of help that we had because Mm -hmm. of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I remember bursting into tears in front of my mother-in-law. I was like, it's just been the hardest month of my life. And it was hard because it really was hard. And like this September, this season, the boys' ages, like, yes, we still have a very full-on household. But to me, the mothering feels a lot better. Mm. And even when you bring up the pandemic, there were so many parts of the pandemic that hit families differently. Like some people were losing jobs. Some people, for us, our job titles changed completely because we were no longer traveling. So we were around each other for the first time in a really long time. And I remember Colin and I even looking at each other and being like, okay, this was awesome for like two weeks, 
but how long are we going to be doing this? We had never been under the same roof that many days in a row, and it took a lot of learning. Which is wild because you guys have been married for seven years and everything (laughs) like that, but truly some couples, and this is not wrong or right, are more independent. They like a little bit more space from each other, and that's why some of the traveling roles work well until they were taken away. And then you guys had to learn a new skill set of like day in, day out, seeing each other nonstop. Right. Working our office literally next to each other because we're both home-based offices. And I think about all the women who were pregnant in the pandemic, like that was really, really hard. Some people didn't have any doctor appointments. Some, I mean, halfway through we got our Down syndrome diagnosis and we started having three a week and just like having to wear a mask and having to remember to do the COVID screenings and just being so nervous about being in large groups or who you're around. Like it was hard because it was hard. Yeah. There's so much to think about Mm -hmm. Um, and so much to be like, oh, if I make this decision, is this going to, and then your mind would start going much further down the road, even if you're like me and you don't really have those anxious (laughs) tendencies. Mm -hmm. I was like, it felt such high risk to think about 14 days at home with my children. Oh my gosh. I was like, I don't have, you know, work was really full. It still is. And so thinking of that is really scary to make some of those decisions. Yeah. And I think that so many times the hack came in that easy button of, oh, you should just try this. It's like, you guys, all this is hard. Yeah. Like all of this is just actually really, really difficult right now, regardless of the situation that you're in. It's really tough. Just this last week on our Community Tuesday, we had so many women writing in about friendships and how hard adult friendships are. And with this one, I think about losing friends or how friendships have changed. And in my mind, again, as a consultant, I always wanted to figure out something to make me feel better. Like, oh, you know, we just drifted apart. Needs changed. Maybe we lived too far away. Like I was trying to think of like the reason why, when in reality, I was just trying to make myself feel better. Like I was trying to make myself feel better. And until my heart mended from those relationships that drifted too far apart or because we were too far away, whatever the reason was, I knew that I just had to sit in it. And understand that it was going to be really tough until I got out of that really, really hard patch. And Marissa Franco in episode 59, she goes into all the details on this piece of it. So if you are in a really rough patch with friendships right now or figuring out which ones to hold on to, which ones maybe aren't give and take because you're giving way more than you're getting from the relationship, she does give some really good tips and pointers in that episode. Yeah. I remember talking about how a lot of times when we are in our 30s and the quote was, that's where friendships go to die. It's because, you know, some of us are starting families, careers get really busy, people move in their 30s. Like there's all of these things that make friendships harder. So it is hard because it is hard. So if you're not alone, if you feel that struggle, I think, and I've told you guys before, I went through kind of a friendship that ended, a a close friendship that ended. And I think because I was able to go through that at the end of my 20s, I just really realized that sometimes you're really trying to hold on to something that has kind of run its course. And you're putting more energy into trying to make it how it used to be than you are like enjoying each other's company and growing and evolving into the people that you're supposed to evolve into. So for this one, I just like to do an energy check. If that friendship always feels like it's on life support, you're always both not getting what you need from it. It could be a time where you're putting more energy into it than you're getting out of it. And that could be a time where you think 
you know, maybe this isn't a forever thing. We were all raised, I know I was certainly raised, like friends forever. Oh, yeah, me too. Like Mm -hmm. your family is everything. Like we were just raised with all of these really dramatic statements around like friends and family and what it means to be a good friend. It was almost like the narrative was like, you don't change. Like you changed was like the worst thing someone could say to you. I'm like, I am completely different than I was in college. Couldn't be further from what I was in college right now. That's supposed to happen. Abby and I believe in growing, evolving. And so that means that sometimes things like friendships are going to change. Change is not always a bad thing. No, it definitely isn't. Definitely isn't. When I think about this mantra in motherhood, this is where it obviously all stemmed from because so much in motherhood we want to be able to fix, but we're going to keep on stepping our toes on it. I even just think about bedtime. Just the the simplest thing of putting a child to bed is not simple at all. Like you can follow all of the sleep consultants, you can download the charts, you can do all the things. And sometimes your kids at the end of the night are just going to have super high energy and aren't going to go to bed. It's really funny because Abby and I's sleep situations have a pattern. So (laughs) it was like when we first started the podcast, my bedtimes were super easy. I loved them. It was great. Abby was like going through hell and she was like, I don't even want to hear you say that. And then it switched completely Mm -hmm. where my bedtimes were really hard. And Abby was like, everything was fine. Kids were in bed by 7.30, all this stuff. And then now it's almost like switched back again. My bedtimes feel a lot better than they were. So that's just like showing you seasons where the same parents, you know, we might have a little different strategy, but nothing like groundbreaking or life-changing. For me, it's the fact that Max is now in kindergarten. So he's so tired and he's way easier to put to bed now. So we feel like we're in a really good season again. And so that's just a great example of like two women. We can tell you guys there wasn't something that we were doing wrong. There Mm -hmm. wasn't a hack. Our sleep consultant gave us good advice, but it doesn't always work. No, it doesn't always work. It can just be a hard season. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm even just thinking about bedtime tonight. I walked in today and Amy's like, your eyes are kind of bloodshot. I'm like, they're bloodshot because they're bloodshot. Like that is is what it is. (laughs) Solo parenting, kids not going to sleep. Like this is hard because it's hard. And there are going to be things in life that we can fix, but sometimes it's okay just to give yourself grace because what we're going through in life is just plain tough. Okay, a quick break from our podcast sponsor, which is Viore Clothing. I always thought of Viore Clothing as athleisure wear for women, but my friend recently used our code to buy her husband a pair of joggers, and he loves them. He's a FIAD teacher. He wears them almost every single day and has bought a couple pairs now because they're so comfortable, they're so stylish, and they're made from a company with a really great heart. I personally have one of their tanks, and I love it because it stays down. So I don't know about you, but I hate when I'm working out and the top isn't comfortable, it's not flattering, it keeps on riding up, and with Viore, it stays down, it is so flattering. And it's one that I always turn to when I know that I want a good workout and also to look stylish along the way. So for our podcast listeners, you can get 15% off by going to their website at vioriclothing.com and using code herself. Again, that's viori, V-U-O-R-I.com backslash herself. So when we think about the second mantra, that was, I know better now so I can make a better future decision. And where some things are just hard, other things we can learn through our mistakes. So 
Amy and I started a new podcast, and it's called Pursuing Her Purpose. We're a couple of episodes in, so definitely go and check that one out, especially if you are looking for more balance in life and work. And on episode two of that podcast, we go into all the mistakes that we've made as a business. And Amy and I, we really share it all. We know from that episode and also what we'll share on this episode is that failing forward is a big part of growth. Like we have sweatshirts, you guys, that say grow on it. Grow is a huge part of our core value of our business. And being able to fail forward and be in it, like be in that mistake is the easiest way that we can learn from it. Like that's the way that we can learn. I think what happens with women, I see this a lot, is they're just so hard on themselves when they make a mistake. Mm -hmm. As if it is possible to be a human and not make any mistakes. (laughs) I'm like, that has never in the history of time happened. Like, we're going to make mistakes. And I loved Chastity Holcomb came on this podcast and she was talking about how we're sold this idea of mother's intuition. And yes, do moms have some intuition? Yes. But she also was like, you guys, it's education and experience. Mm -hmm. So by the time it's your third baby and you've had kids that have had, you know, these symptoms that you should look for, for an ear infection or something like that, you've now had the experience so you can do better. But first time moms are so hard on themselves because they're like, how, why, what, I should have known that. The, The baby's been suffering for two extra days. It's like, you guys, we are all doing the best we can with the information we have right now, the next time that those symptoms come up, you're going to recognize them better. Same with business. It's like I see people being so hard on themselves as if they're the only ones that have ever made that mistake. And we have an episode that's coming up with Kristen Neff, and she talks about how part of self-compassion is really realizing you're never the only one Mm -hmm. that has that struggle. You're never the only one that has made that mistake. But the trouble is, is that we are always seeing people's good sides. So a lot of times on Instagram, we're seeing people's best side, and that can lead us to being really hard on ourselves. Because guess what story people are telling in their stories is the one where their mother's intuition kicked in and they knew they had to take that baby to the doctor. And it's like, yes, that's a good message. Listen to your gut. I totally get it. Also, that mom probably had some experience under her belt to help her make that decision. That's such a good way of putting it. And even in friendships, like if you have friends that you aren't super duper close with, sometimes they're not telling the whole story. So you see this bright shining star, maybe she's on her second or third kid. And you're like, oh my gosh, how, how, I wouldn't have known that. Like, how did you know how to do that? I wouldn't have known that. It's like, you guys, when they were a first time mom, they probably didn't know that either. Like, these are all things that we're learning and we're growing. I did love that episode with her. Recently, this happened with Micah and Lucy. They are polar opposite children. Like They are so opposites, yet I have Lucy figured out. Like I have her figured out, so now I'm starting to treat Micah in the same ways that Lucy has always worked, and it doesn't work the same way. And I keep on kicking myself, being like, I should have known. For instance, when they get in a disagreement, Lucy wants to run to her room and take alone time, and Micah, he like wants to come to me. But I was giving him space because that's how Lucy works. And it just it wasn't working. It was making it worse. He was getting really, really upset, and... Now that I know that he needs a big hug and constant support right away, it's working a lot better. 
But do I kick myself the first couple of times? Yeah. And I'm like, Abby, stop doing that to yourself. Give yourself grace. Now you know better. And from here on out for the rest of his life, you can be there to support him right away. I love that example. I truly do because we're such individual people. And I have found the exact same in my children. Different things work for each one of them. And sometimes we'll think that, you know, maybe a child feels more difficult and they have really big feelings and they are, you know, more difficult for a period. But now if you can crack their code and you really figure out what they specifically need and you parent them as an individual, it has helped tremendously. Like I really feel like I'm dialed into what these little boys need. And so it's hard because you don't always have the time. Like I I would say that's my parenthood struggle right now. It's like, I know what he needs, but I'm also trying to save this (laughs) one's life over here. But if you can figure out your children so that you know what they need. You treat them as individuals. If you screw up, you know better for the next time. So I love this one because it really, the core of it, all of these is giving yourself grace. And this is something that we know our community needs. A quick break from our sponsor, Flamingo. When I went out to California, I made sure to pack my Flamingo with me. And I'm so glad I did because it is the best razor out there. However, somehow I forgot my razor in California and now I am back in Wisconsin. I had to use one of my old razors and that is how you really can tell the difference. Once you have one of these nice five blade razors, you are not going to want to go back. I'm gonna make sure that I order a new razor as soon as possible and you can too. If you go to shopflamingo.com backslash herself. And if you use the code herself, you'll get 10% off. I'm telling you guys, these are the best razors I've ever used. And I know you're going to love them too. Okay. And then the third one is I am enough. And this one, it's short. It's only three words, but this is one that every woman should say to herself on a daily basis, I think, and say it and believe it. Like this is one that it's easy just to say it out loud, but when you truly believe that you are enough today without changing anything, the amount of positive energy that comes from that, it'll just propel all of your titles forward so much better. This is a really hard one to believe if you're constantly comparing yourself to others. If you're saying, kind of like we were talking about in the last one, like I should have known, or what about her? Should I be doing this? And when you're doing that and comparing yourself to another person or even to a past version of yourself that maybe didn't have three children, for instance, and had a little bit more patience, it makes it hard when you start to do that. Yeah. And this one to me... The way I'm receiving this one is also appreciation for who you are right now and what you have right now. So I do think that we're living in this society where people always want more. Like we are conditioned. HGTV makes you want to knock a wall out and paint everything (laughs) in your house. Instagram, it can constantly want you to buy clothes or like learn the latest parenting techniques. None of those things are inherently bad at all. However, if we're in that constant seeking, I know, I remember the episode, it was so long ago we did about things that we learned in our 20s. And this one is one that I wish I would have had because I was constantly thinking like these clothes were going to make me happy or I just needed this one thing. Mm -hmm. It was like always a chase. And now it feels much more comfortable to know like I am enough and to really ground myself in like, I'll even 
coach myself. Like my mind will be like, okay, I really want that thing. And it's like, Amy, you have all you need right here. Like you do not need that thing. So I am not against purchasing things by any means at all. For me, the check-in is like, if I'm doing this to like boost my mood or if I'm doing this because... I'm feeling like jealousy or like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like that's when I like to really check in with myself and be like, I don't think that this is about the thing. (laughs) What is this really about? (laughs) And when you were saying some of those words of I am enough grounded, it reminds me of the word content. And I really feel like content is a beautiful place to be. And some people are like, oh no, that's being lazy. That's, you know, not wanting to strive for something else. It's like, no, it's, it's not. Because it's just being very, very happy where you are and being so thankful for what you have right in this very moment. Yeah, we've had long lunchtime chats with Drew about content versus complacent. Right. So for the type A achievers, they really need that caveat of complacency is one thing, but being content to me feels like you're full of joy, you're present and where you are and you're not always seeking. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned type A personality or that achiever personality, some types of roles in companies, it can be harder. Like in my sales role, it was always, you know, do more, be more, earn more, do what they're doing, act like them. And that mentality was something that we were always being told. So it still takes a lot of practice every single day to remind myself that, Sometimes it's okay just to be right here, right now, and that I don't have to be seeking something better all the time. Okay. The last one, I am worthy of compassion. This one is so meaningful to me because if there's something on my heart that I wish that women knew or that they could get down, it would be this one. Because the way that we speak to ourselves really matters. Like we are the voice that we hear the most. And so a lot of times we're thinking like, oh, the world is so negative. You know, we're placing the blame outside of ourselves. And yes, that can be true. But for me, I know a lot of women have a very negative voice that's constantly running in their head. And so how can we go in and help them to learn how to speak more kindly to themselves? We already mentioned the Kristen Neff episode that is coming up, but it's all about self-compassion. And so you guys will learn all about that. But one thing that she said during that interview that really stuck with me is like, learning self-compassion is a life-changing opportunity and it can be done. This is very well-researched. If you are extremely hard on yourself right now, you can learn to be more kind. It can be done. So I just want to say that because I know some people are like, they can think that these ideas are really up in the air, but you've got to bring them down. And so these mantras that we've laid out, it's really things that Abby and I both use I say to myself all the time, I'm kind to myself, mm-hmm. which I know is unique, which breaks my heart. Right. Drew, right. Drew always says, he's like, you're way too easy on yourself. <laughs> we come from different places. I think the way that we were raised, my dad is also very much like, you know better now, so you can do better. Like he's very, he's got a very soft voice towards self-compassion. I'm thinking that that's where I got it from, but I also acknowledge that some people weren't raised like this. Mm -hmm. They were always raised that what they were doing wasn't good enough or that being hard on yourself was going to make you better. Don't be soft on yourself. So having an open heart to those people, because I know that that is probably a lot harder to reprogram 
program if that was the constant voice that you were hearing. And you aren't in the studio with us, but we're both getting teary-eyed right now just thinking about this because how we raise our children can be different than how we were raised. And for those of you who follow our Instagram storyline, Grandpa Todd came and hung out with Amy and I. We were solo parenting. It was Drew's birthday. So Colin and Drew hung out at their house and Grandpa Todd came and he spoke to my children with that type of compassion. He spoke to you. He spoke to he spoke to me. I mean, like it was so great how he was able just to bring that kind, compassionate personality into, into a pizza dinner in the yeah. backyard. And it did. It made all the difference in the world. And sometimes when we are repeatedly criticizing ourselves, this is the opposite of that. We want these mantras to be the exact opposite of that constantly criticizing ourselves. We can be brought up thinking that that is what's going to make us better. But in reality, leading with kindness, it's far, far better than pulling ourselves down. There's a couple really good ways to think about this if you have trouble grasping this concept. So one is think about how you talk to your friends. So if our friends make a mistake or they're going through a really hard time, most of us know not to bully them more or say, oh, I told you so, look what you did again. Like that's something that should never come out of your mouth to other people. And so when you're thinking of how to talk to yourself, really channel that energy that you would use to a very close friend. The other thing that I really like to think about, I'm very aware of this in my household, is that the boys are really learning from Drew and I. So the way that we react when we make a mistake is literally demonstrating to them how to react when they make mistakes. So I know for a lot of moms listening, we all want to do better for our children. And so one thing I think of like, what are you demonstrating? Because it's not just in your head. They can sense what you're feeling. They see if you're beating yourself up about things. So I really like to keep that in mind too when I'm thinking about this, I am worthy of compassion. And how we speak to ourselves, it matters not only for us, but for the ears that are listening, our children, our coworkers, our friends, the people that we surround ourselves with, everyone is learning from us. And we hope that today you can choose just even one or two of these mantras that have meaning to you. So maybe one of these mantras is something that you've been trying to work on for a really long time and you just keep reverting back to your old ways. Or maybe you came to this discussion thinking, you know what, I'm okay with this. Like I'm doing a pretty good job. And it's something that you didn't even realize was an issue until we walked you through it in this episode. Either way, be kind to yourself today because you're definitely worth it. Mm-hmm.